Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Crazy ways are ever dead. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. And I'm Courtney Coulson, coming back from, well, lots of podcasts, but you probably know me from the Alien prequels movies by minutes. Yeah, and that's that's, our, that's where I love you from. I mean, I was, like I, like I said, I think at the beginning of the Oh, the first of the of the previous two minutes, uh, I, I you you graciously had me on. That was that was wonderful to be a part of that because that's, I mean, I love the Alien and Aliens movies, those two, <laughs> as most would probably say. <laughs> but yeah, Prometheus is. Yeah, I I think the engineers are very fascinating characters, and you seem to have an equal appreciation for them. They're fascinating, the controversial, the great. So yeah, that's what we talked about. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I thank you so much for Courtney for coming back for this third week in a row. This is week 64. Mm. It's minute From 84. my perception, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been a little bit of a time, but yeah, nah, much, nah. much, much more weeks. I don't, I don't count non-weeks in my counting yeah. of the weeks, <laughs> weeks I, I miss putting an episode out. But, uh, so this is minute 84 and it starts with the plane flying to New York up in the sky and ends As with the band getting out of the limo. Uh, and that's basically what I focused on was the vehicle. And <laughs> if you're wondering, it is a 1971 Fleetwood, which I find oh. very thematically appropriate yeah. given the name. <laughs> and that got me thinking, you know, where do all these vintage cars come from? Mm. Does it all come from one place? Well, and... Yeah, well, I mean, for, for movies, for, for this movie in particular, or movies in general? So, yeah, I just started looking... Uh, actually, you know, I did go in reverse. I went, where do movie cars come from in general? And then work my way down yeah, into Almost sure. Famous. So, uh, the there are a few car. What do you, what do you even call them? Because if it's it's if it's costumes, you call them like a wardrobe. It's not oh, really yeah. a lot. I guess it's a car. <laughs> Costume car lot. There you go. <laughs> Prop car. Um, but yeah, there's several in LA, and the one that was involved in Almost Famous is Studio Picture Vehicles, and they have everything in movie cars, police cars, taxis, ambulances, stunt cars, um, what else? They've, uh, motorcycles, buses, limos, SWAT vans even, basically everything other than vehicles that fly. And they also... The thing that fascinated me the most is they do just have all these beaten up cars. So if you just need a wreckage, you know, for, I guess, maybe for like a Transformers movie or something, and you just needed all the cars that look like they've been thrown about the place. Yeah, they got those. They just keep them at the ready. Yeah, cool. That's a, that's a, uh, pretty cool that you yeah, did that uh, bit of kind of uh, uh, deep digging into something going on in this movie. I'm obsessed with Knight Rider right now, oh, yeah. and I, I have been looking into getting a a Trans Am. You know that that's uh, was a Gen oh, cool. Two Trans Am. I mean, you can kind of customize a Gen Three. No one cares. Anyway, um, yeah, I want to make my own kit one day, but that's taken me into this 
whole other rabbit hole of okay well cars from this era you got to modify this and you got to take into account this and that like rust is a huge issue and just yeah it's a it's a big job and so that's why my first thought looking at a car from the 70s in a movie made in the late 90s early 2000s just the the logistics of that um because when they made christine which was early 80s that uh plymouth Mm-hmm. was made i think mid to late uh, 50s so it's the same issue there where anything over about 10 years just gains problems so being able to keep them in pristine condition so that they can run properly in a film is a whole thing it takes a lot of work hmm. yeah yeah that's amazing yeah yeah really cool that you're gonna you're gonna you're looking at doing something like that that's uh it's a pretty big undertaking to oh yeah yeah I'm doing the mechanics course right now so that I actually know what I'm doing um and hopefully I one day I will have my own kit but I would like him to be white because you know I can be unique that way um well another thing that we kind of have I mean like 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 I said I think in the in the uh starts with ends with uh is it's the uh plane flying i kind of skipped over just that one second or so of of last little shot of penny with her with her tear Mm. running down her cheek and you know it's it's uh i think we talked a bit good ton about uh (laughs) that whole that whole scene iconic uh, three or four weeks now really Mm. um but uh you know the you know and it's actually in the um Oh, is it is it in this? Is it just was it just a no? It wasn't just a it was it was it was really was this the the uh, normal uh, theatrical version? Uh, the Nancy Wilson song ended, and you know there I think while it's on the shot of the plane, that's when uh, Misty Mountain Hop starts the Led Zeppelin song, yes. and it kind of gets into. I do want to talk about that for a good minute, probably mm-hmm. um, because it really. It's it's kind of funny what what we die, end up getting here from this comedic bit kind of that happens with what what they don't actually say Williams virginity but you know they say you know got him laid you know mm. um, and so this song happens to be well, while just the title <laughs> has a reference to uh, uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings what have you yeah Tolkien. bloody Tolkien uh, yes. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Um, the, the, the song itself though, was actually so much more about, uh, it was actually, they refer to uh, the events of, uh, a legalized pot rally in high. Yeah. Titles misleading. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, I think dwarves would be into weed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there's there's definitely the smoking references, I think, <laughs> in, in the books and the movies and what have you. Um, but uh, you know, so I mean, it's it's a whole it's a whole sex, drugs, rock and roll essentially is what we're we're all 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 the bases are being covered. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, so you know, it's it's a it's a wonderful you know great sounding Led Zeppelin song, wonderful to 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 intro them into or really William into New York, but a scene the band as well there in New York City. That album is just an absolute banger. Okay. Uh, I think it's not... I think it's just... Hang on. Yeah, no, Leb Zeppelin yeah, 4. Yes, the uh, untitled, untitled. <laughs> Yes. Much like uh, this movie <laughs> was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, if you're 
famous enough, you've got enough of just your name yeah. alone will sell. Mm-hmm. You don't need to come up with a title. Who do- Pff, Amateurs come up with titles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember listening to that when I was probably in my mid-teens. I think, I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of teenagers go through that phase where like a nostalgia phase for a time they weren't alive for. So when I was in high school, I remember going through a film noir and a westerns phase for for film, and when it came to music, I was really listening to a lot of stuff that my parents were listening to, and for my dad, that was a lot of classic rock. And there's just something amazing about the fact that a kid in the mid-2000s can listen to something from decades before and really connect with it, and just, I think that's what I love about art in general, is that it's immortal. No, no matter what happens, there's always going to be someone who's going to find it at a later stage and bring it back to life, and it's going to take on a whole new meaning in a new context. Yeah, yeah, and Cameron Crowe does, yeah, an amazing job in selecting some different, uh, lots of different songs by lots mm. of different artists, but <laughs> he definitely, uh, he, he shoots, shoots his load, so to speak, you know, <laughs> with Led Zeppelin, like having like uh, four or five out of six total, maybe I think uh, songs that he wanted because he wanted, he wanted to stare away, but they, they denied him. Well, I guess that kind of ties into the nostalgia that's inherent in almost famous because it is made 20 years or so after where the story takes place. And I think I've talked about the 20 year cycle. Maybe I talk about things on many different podcasts, but I think I did on, on this podcast talking about how the, well, the eighties was obsessed with the fifties, which you, well, I just mentioned Christine before. There's definitely that connection there. And then the nineties was hearkening back to the seventies. You know, I was definitely looking at a lot of things that Penny Lane was wearing. And I thought, Oh my God, I had that exact same jacket in the mid to late nineties. So I can't see this film having been made at any other time. It's just, it was just in that sweet spot, I think, of nostalgia. Um, well, uh, I think we can then get to uh, some of the some of the verbiage. Besides the getting laid part, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dennis uh, sitting in the front seat with uh, with uh, uh, <laughs> why am I blanking on Jimmy Himmy? The Jimmy Himmy? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, right, um, that's an in joke uh, with my brother. We there's Jimmy Fallon, there's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh and yeah. So when we can't okay. remember which one's which, we just say sure. you know on the Jimmy Himmy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dennis remember. Dennis Hope played by uh, Jimmy Fallon, who is not so bad as an actor. Just I don't think he's a good talk show host. I, he just doesn't listen. Um, but, uh, uh, so he's sitting, but I was saying he's sitting with, uh, Dick and actually in the, what's sometimes referred to as the bitch seat in the middle, um, yes. between the, between the driver and, and, uh, Dennis. Hope. They don't make those bench seats. Yeah. Anymore, right. The ones that there's three seats in the front, which you can't do that anymore. It's all, it's all console. <laughs> it seems very unsafe. Yeah. And also I, I haven't actually looked at. I look at a lot of vintage cars, but I don't actually know how that works. Because if you're changing gear, you basically have to reach between someone's leg, right? <laughs> right. Well, I, gee, you know, I don't know that I was. Mm, I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, as a kid in those kind types of cars. I mean, a pretty young kid, and 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 you know, they even had the armrests that would fold down. But I mean, mm. it was so unsafe when I was when I was you know five, three, four, or five years old. 
that my parents and grandparents both, they would let me sit on that, on that <laughs> thing as a little kid without any kind of seatbelt going over it. No seatbelt, you know. I know in the Plymouth that was used for Christine, uh, I've been doing research on sentient cars. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, yeah, I'm right. writing a, <laughs> a, a huge video essay about just the history of cars and anthropomorphizing them. And yeah, Anyway, but uh, yeah, that 58 Plymouth actually had buttons to change gear. So if you wanted to reverse oh. or change gear or do, you, you press these buttons almost like it was Knight Rider. You didn't actually, you know, have the, the, the gear stick. It was very strange. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I've, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've just barely ever tried to learn stick myself. But I mean, my parents just did, they just didn't have stick shifts when I was a kid. And, and uh, I want to, but I don't know anyone who has one. Yeah. Everything's automatic now. Yeah, so I don't know how that worked um, in cars. Yeah, with 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 that longer seat and how 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 people would really sit there and 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 the driver would get shifting done. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I learned the statistic the other day that any car over ten years old or well, okay, there's there's conflicting reports. Either over ten years old or anything made prior to the year two thousand is four times more likely to be involved in a fatal car accident. So oh, okay. you know when I think about things like the bitch seat, I just go yeah. You know what? Makes total sense. <laughs> oh, and back in the day, people putting their kids just in the back of a ute. Uh, what do they call that in America? Utes. It's just a truck, an open back truck thingy. Anyway, utes is <laughs> what we call them here. Yeah, just no seatbelts. I think just... I know what you're talking about. Well, wait, wait yeah. are, you talking about, are you talking about like like in a station wagon where it's the backward sitting um, no, no, like an open... Oh. I think... It, what do they call it? Like a pickup truck? I mean, I'm actually looking at... I've got oh, a little a Hot Wheels truck. Ram. Okay, yeah, just sitting... Yeah. I mean, I did that a couple times in college. <laughs> just getting a quick ride. <laughs> Five yeah. minutes less, maybe. Across That's campus. totally fine. What could happen? You could die. Oh, yeah. nah. <laughs> we'll, we'll live forever. Um, but, uh, so, so my bigger point though is, is that, uh, the, some of this dialogue is that Dennis is, is being this really verbose, you know, welcome to New York, you yeah. know, and, and he, and the last, the last part of this thing that he says here is just the best part is that all you can do is be yourself and leave a pint of blood on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, I mean, he's really, he is, he is truly trying to talk to the band about this. I mean, he's not. You know, I mean, he may be doing it kind of somewhat for the, you know, Williams, you know, note taking so forth to to try to get some good, good lines in or something into an article. But yeah, he might like that publicity. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that that metaphorical <laughs> hmm. blood, you know, leaving leaving some blood on the stage. uh I just imagine the, it must be interesting to be a journalist or, or anything like that where the moment you are in any environment where people are aware that they're being yeah. observed, they will change their behavior. They'll probably start talking different. I mean, you that's, definitely that's see that the reality, in this movie. reality TV yeah. <laughs> issue with that's, that's there this whole time that we've – this whole uh, big experience for the past 20 plus, maybe even 30 now years since real world it was a big one for me that started mm. but even before that there was candy camera <laughs> from way back yeah i have to wonder if you were 
it's kind of or if you are in the public eye all the time like yeah. that where you must forget the line between persona and who you really are it, it must be really hard to switch off mm-hmm. um so then russell starts talking to william and he says we showed you america we did everything but get you laid <laughs> and these these i mean it's 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 just a little bit more from russell is all we get um you know, being, you know, not, not believing that, you know, uh, William might have actually gotten laid. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of, you know, but uh, but I guess the bigger point I was just start, starting to make was all these, you know, all these glances back and forth between everybody. Everybody's giving these glances to each other. And it all kind of culminates in <laughs> Ed. <laughs> Silent Ed. Who we find out later something very very key that kind of is a weird little gives a little weird twist to this, but I mean it's not you know it's it's, it's fine you know uh, a, a homosexual person can can you know you know uh, uh, I think kind of you know uh, uh, what's it's not reverie it's not like uh, regale <laughs> mm. in uh, conquests what have you but um yeah i mean you know they're you know he, he's the one that you finally get like this really really nice you know hey way to go <laughs> everyone yeah. else is just so <laughs> in disbelief oh yeah that's true it's a nice little yeah, touch but uh yeah because I, I was expecting them like you know give give the kid a high five you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't happen and, and there is a weird cut though too that it is uh you know it's 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 uh of it's, you can just barely see the side of Ed's he- head, hair, hair and shoulder, but it's you know a more closer up on uh, Dick and uh, Dennis, who kind of have their heads half turned and and you know this again this disbelief look, but then it cuts back to the to the to the shot of where it's really Ed giving him that that nod and that that you know nudge what have you. And and but those two guys in the front seat, Dennis and Dick, their heads are turned way back. I mean, right upon the cut. So it's it's a bad cut, that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it, it it goes by so fast when you're watching it normally. <laughs> you never you would never think of something like that. Yeah. Um. And and uh, it's just it's just this uh, amazing thing that you know the, the the crazy thing then is that with 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 Russell still having the only lines during this this moment. You know, he comes back saying no and yeah, you know, and and, and it's and it's this matter of what I, I started to think at some point, like, is he is he worried or something possibly that maybe it could have been with Penny? Maybe I don't, I kind of read it as, you know, he's very much taken William under his wing. So it's kind of that. Oh, yeah. oh, my, my little protege. I just what are you doing without me knowing? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point mm. i think you can read it a few different ways he's surprised yeah. definitely um but uh, we do have the whole uh that we had uh i, I loved having a uh, conjure on i think it might have been aaron our other big time uh co-host that was just on these last two but um conjure Pedro, who you know i, I kind of put through the paces a couple of different minutes um uh it with respect to uh you know some some uh you know some of the Me Too type <laughs> issues that we've had uh, mm. of the last uh, few years now, and um, you know it's it's it 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 
you know, it really was essentially a rape <laughs> that occurred of, of William. You know, I mean, he is saying he was saying no. And uh, while he eventually like gets to the point where he's he enjoys it. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, yeah, there's, that's there's, that, so... there's those segments where segments of time where if if you switch the genders and it's totally it would be totally wrong, hmm. you know, and, and totally awful and to have and see and and, every, and 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 the whole point of the movie would be destroyed and you know if if, yeah. if the genders were just reversed. Yeah, I, I could okay. do a whole deep dive on that. It's just how for for boys especially there is this pressure to lose virginity as yeah. soon as possible and there the, the value placed on male virginity is totally different to female virginity although i feel like when i was growing up like coming up in high school being a virgin was still kind of the uncool thing either if you were a boy or a girl um but yeah also just you know reading autobiographies especially from this sort of rock and roll culture mm-hmm. from the time, just how normalized it was. And there are certain either fans, groupies, and or the the rock stars themselves kind of going, yeah, I wasn't really into it. I mean, at first, you know, I just kind of went along with it. It's like, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Ah, well, um, do you have any other notes on this segment before we... Uh, the... Yeah, what is the Church of Lenny about? Okay, well, yeah, oh yeah, this, yeah, that, <laughs> that part, yeah, um, yeah. So, well, well, in the, the even, even bigger thing, because because supposedly that is Lenny, the guy that's saying that, <laughs> mm. and so the actor is, and actually leads right into our deleted scene as well, is that you know it's it, so it's Kevin Sussman mm. is that actor, and he is much better known today than he was when he was cast here as this very, very, very small part um, as um, um, uh, the uh, the comic store owner on Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's yeah. I was looking you at going, I swear he yeah. comes back or he has some role somewhere. Oh, no, it was in Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah. So so and, and and so the big difference here, you know, is is that it's just it's just show it just shows a, that that interaction between that we kind of hear off out of camera view, you know, uh, between Russell and uh, and this Lenny guy, hmm. <laughs> and, and but he does additionally add, he says, "I'm from the Church of Lenny. We bow to his will and all. He is the King of Kings." Can I get an autograph? <laughs> and Russell says, as we hear, I think, in the theatrical, who should I make it out to? Just, just very off in the distance. Anyone could make their own cult, really. I, maybe I should. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah and I, I do remember, I think I did at one point, but didn't find anything too crazy. But, you know, there was, you know, certainly there are people out there that have created, you know, like, you know, you know, sometime in the past 20 plus years now, 21 now, uh, uh, since the movie came out, uh, uh, you know, and it could have been GeoCities or whatever websites, kind of websites that are, are rooms or groups or something on Facebook, who knows, or Reddit, um, you know, Church of Lenny <laughs> thing, you know, titled rooms and places for people to talk and, you know, just be silly. Just because they they happen to probably love this movie and that's something they picked up on and 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 especially in watching an untitled cut you know you you just see that and hear that more, um, and 
yeah, it's it's just it's just another weird thing, and and it's something that would be good for a shirt too. I, I would like to get a shirt. Yeah, a little in jokes and references yeah. like that. Um, oh, in Tron, well, in the movies by Minute Tron, uh, hosted by Duncan Shields, he did mention there was a phrase. It was like a, it was the login password for the laser yeah. in Tron, and someone <laughs> took that name and they made a whole album named after that. So oh. yeah, I, I just. <laughs> Yep. Look very closely at movies, guys. If you're looking for a new band name, just, just it's gonna be in the next movie you watch, probably. Well, see, I the th- think the thing that I that I uh, quite you know really really pretty roughly in in, in the uh, time between the when this movie came out to to now, uh, roughly around 2010, I was very big into kind of trying to come up with like band names and things like that. And, and 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 a lot of it had to do with like a username. So I ended up coming with my own username that I still use at that point, around right mm. around that point, Lucky Mustard. And what I realized that 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 you should do to try to get unique band names uh, like that, uh, more more unique than 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 because many many different people could could you know like I was just saying could come up could take this Church of Lenny and and do various different things online or. Not online too, um, so Lucky Mustard. My my name is uh, Lucky. Uh, the uh, that's the full title for the song by Radiohead off of OK Computer mm. that I love, and the so then like they're my second favorite band. My favorite band being the Beatles. So Mustard is from Mean Mr. Mustard. So I mm. so I didn't full you, you know fully use the, that title there. Of course, I just took that one part of that, and uh, and of course I find out. You know, a couple of years later, after I create that, that I I I see, you know, like someone gives me a link to uh to just an image of uh, a Lucky Mustard uh, brand yeah uh, uh, packet, you know yeah. Mustard, and every once in a while, I will see other so people bad. using that username. I just go, no, it thieves. It wasn't that, that original, but yeah. but still, yeah. I mean, yeah. And there are other people that yeah ended up uh, coming up with that in one way or another, more likely from the lucky from the packet <laughs> than than from the method I used, but. But even so, um, I, I still find that that kind of thing to come up and just take uh, two uh, juxtaposed ish. Yeah, it's sort of like coming names, up with your porn names. name, where it's like the street yeah. street you grew up yeah. on. Right. And yeah, right. Yeah, I can't exactly. remember what the thing is. Um, I am. If I made a band, I'm quite partial to the name Alpha Circuit, which is something inside of Kit that he keeps complaining about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Alpha, Alpha Circuit. There we go. I'm done. Um, if I made a cult, I think I would uh, do the cult of Bill and Ted, and <laughs> our main philosophy is be excellent to each other. I yeah. think that's just perfect right there. What What else do you need? <laughs> um, I, th- and I think probably one of my last notes, um, you know, actually, we, we kind of went past it real quick there, but uh, so this this is at the Gramercy Park Hotel is what uh, what we see on the sign there. You know, restaurant, to read that, yeah. rest, restaurant cocktail lounge, you know, down at the bottom, of course, uh, most good hotels do have some kind of <laughs> restaurant bar, what have you. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a pretty, uh, you know, you know, standard, you know, kind of rough, somewhat fancy, I think, you know, it's not the, it's not the ritziest place, so to speak. <laughs> Mm. Um, in New York City, but um, but you know, it's, it's well. I mean, if it's, it's New York in the seventies, apparently the whole place was just dodgy as hell. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You don't want to go off 
too far off the beaten path uh, from any uh, in front of a hotel. Walk around back then. Uh, yeah. It's so weird to think of now because all I've ever known when I see New York is this kind of Disneyland-looking Times yeah, Square that's right. just so shiny and perfect and wholesome. But when I went through my film history phase, watching a lot of things from the 70s, you know, t- uh, was it Taxi taxi Driver? Um, and just realizing, oh, wow, oh, that's a very different place. Yeah. Oh, and, and so and, and this, is, this is, you know, it's very close to Times Square. You know, it's right around the corner, essentially, practically. It really seems mm. like... Um, so, but I mean, you know, hey, it had people apparently like uh, like Humphrey Bogart married his first wife there. You mm. know, Ken- Kennedys, various Kennedys stayed at different points, I think. You know, so, so they had some big prominent people and, uh, but, uh, you know, hey, it's not, it's not too upper crusty for a band like Stillwater. <clears throat> God, there are so many brown jackets in this scene. Yeah, right. Around. Yeah. <laughs> Either suede or leather. Wow. Brown really went out of fashion. Like it peaked in the seventies where it's just like we want to have wood panel everything. Yeah. Just gonna put right. brown on all of our interior decorations, on our clothes. And now oh, the other day I saw a brown truck and I was just like, What where did you come from? Time traveler. Um, actually, maybe one of the last things I would want to point out is that we are still in the, uh, you know, it's it's the it's the first verse of the song. It's not, you know, it's been kind of in the background. I mean, some of the lyrics can be heard here and there, you know, with with some of the other talking, but uh, there's been a whole lot of talking, you know. It's so uh, we're getting close to the last line or so of the first verse of the song, Missy Mountain Hop, and I think we'll follow that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll hit that nail on the head uh pretty quickly in the next minute or so so to speak it feels like most songs or at least rock songs from this era there's always a solid minute before yeah. the singing starts whereas nowadays pretty much starts immediately 15 to 30 mm-hmm. seconds seems to be when the lyrics start to to appear but no 60s and 70s it's about a minute <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely was kind of like the era of excess you know yeah Certainly, uh, you know, not until not until the punk really started to happen. Well, I mean, but punk was a little starting a little bit happening here here and there with MC Five and Iggy, and but uh, but it really took it by took took uh, the music scene by the throat uh, there in the later seventies. Yeah, but then you also have things like was it um, uh, uh, rappers delight? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, minutes, disco so. led it led with then R and B and then and funk and then rap. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so no matter what genre, no matter what time period, someone's always going to be like, you know what, this song is going to be 13 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, you have any other any other note you'd like to uh, mention? I think that's everything, but I've yeah. had a good time that's on awesome. this show. It's really, I, I'm one of those people who will say yes to anything, even if yeah, I don't feel like yeah. hey, I'm qualified to talk about it, because I just go, hey. Let's throw myself way outside of my own wheelhouse because, well, especially in this show, I've realized, oh, no, I do actually have a lot of personal connection to this music and to this time period. I just didn't really think about it until now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, like you mentioned last minute or two, what have you, uh, that, uh, 
yeah, it kind of got you to watch it and and Mm. you realized, yeah. Yeah, I had never seen it before and I immediately fell in love with it. It's definitely... Yeah, it's awesome. It speaks to that that coming-of-age story and this nostalgia that I think every generation experiences. So it isn't even really about the specifics of this story. I think it speaks to some greater themes that are quite universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and definitely you need to make sure you get, get that plugs in, plugs in uh, for whatever else you'd like to point out now. Oh yeah. Well, actually I'd like to recommend if people do oh. love things from the seventies, the get down, it was a show on Netflix that only ran for about a season or two. A lot of people didn't know about it, but it is about the early days of the hip hop scene. So, you know, a little bit different to Almost Famous, but just following those early days of this musical genre, the culture of the time, seeing New York in this state of collapse and reform. And yeah, it's it's really cool. I love it. And if you want more of me, you can head on over to TraviantDesign.com, T-R-A-V-A-A-N. Kind of a weird name now, I think about it, for mostly a podcast site, but there's other st- I, there's, there's my illustrations, there's my writing, there's my costumes and what have you. And there's also Patreon.com slash Travi Designs if you want to get Tron Legacy and Blade Runner 2049. Otherwise, you can find me uh, doing Prometheus by Minute and alien covenant minute which is just called covenant minute it's all in the same feed you, you can find yeah yeah and i've been enjoying listening for a few minutes so far i think of uh covenant minute and that's can't can't wait to guest on there again i believe and yes gotta write my freaking spreadsheet but yeah thank you for yes, listening i got halfway I halfway written <laughs> um but yeah i've had a a pretty good time on alien covenant because i think i got towards the end of prometheus i just so many things i want to say about covenant i can't say it yet and then and and when you get done with this one there will be another movie by then or maybe not hopefully 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 i I keep joking that i think ridley scott is going to just take it matters into his own hands he's going to film michael fassbender in his own backyard (laughs) using a hand puppet for a xenomorph he's gonna do it one way or the other oh i would gladly pay 20 bucks to go to the theater hopefully (laughs) oh my god i would yes well like that yeah i I would just love to have you seen him in uh frank yes yes Yes. Ah. so great yeah i i think it's kind of fun to see you know professional artists directors actors and all that do this weird offbeat experimental stuff i want more of that and i think maybe covid might actually allow for that yeah Mm. well uh, again uh thank you so much courtney for coming back on for this third week in a row and maybe maybe we can get you in for one more maybe before the movie's all out uh I have those. Yeah, no I have the credit scenes that no one, no one. After I put up a schedule, my 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 spreadsheet, you know, and made it available <laughs> to people. Like no one, no one's grabbing those. But that's 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 to be that's figures, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, I can't wait till I get done. Probably late the end of this year, roughly, is what I think I should what should be happening. Um. Yeah, and uh, thanks so much. Uh, I do need to mention um, that uh, uh, I am talking into my AKG microphone. Got the headset on too as part of the pack, uh, podcast package by uh, wonderful Harmon 
audio that uh, gave everyone us on on our network uh, Pantheon Podcasts uh, gave uh, pretty much everyone uh, these packages, and uh, we're all loving oh, them and enjoying them. Little perks from being on a on a network <laughs> like this. My mom bought me my Yeti oh. microphone for my birthday. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, maybe the only other thing to mention is just uh, my e- email address for this show. If you just need to feel like you want to more privately get in touch with me at almostfamousminute at gmail.com. Uh, and otherwise, uh, thanks again. And we'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, for Minute 85 um, with oh, a special guest from hmm, one of my, my absolute favorite movies of all time. Do you know what that is? Could it is be? It, is it? Is, is it? Did you, did you finally get Billy Crudup to be in one of your shows? <laughs> uh, not Watchmen. No. Okay, I was thinking uh, Watchmen. <laughs> uh, good old Star Wars. Oh, oh, one of the one of the hosts from Star Wars Minute. <laughs> we'll leave it there. I'm pretending I didn't know, but I, I knew yeah. he, he told me already. <laughs> um. So uh, until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! You know the queen of hearts is always your best bet.